Welcome to Season 1, Episode 10 of the Home Healthcare Today Show. I'm your host, Dr. Clemon Moore. It's June. In June, gentlemen, we focus on men's health. There's a week dedicated to men's health, and the entire month is also dedicated to men's health. So this podcast is not only focused on men, but it's also focused on the caregivers of men, children, siblings, significant others who care greatly about men's health. We are joined today by Dr. Fatharaman Ali. Dr. Ali is an internal medicine specialist in Dearborn. Dr. Ali completed a residency at Oakwood Hospital. He currently practices at his own uh, office, F. Ali, MD, PLLC, here in Dearborn. Dr. Ali is affiliated with Beaumont Hospital, Dearborn, Wayne, and Taylor. Dr. Ali accepts multiple insurance plans. He is a board-certified internal medicine physician. In addition, Dr. Ali practices at Beaumont Extended Care Facility, Heartland Care in Allen Park, and Beaumont Skilled Rehab. Thanks for having us today, joining you in your office, Dr. Ali. And thank you, Dr. Moore, for having me. And happy Father's Day to you. And happy Father's Day to your listeners. Thank you very much, Dr. Ali. Dr. Ali, um, we're uh, cohabitants of the the same uh, medical office building uh, in Dearborn, the uh, Monroe Medical Center. And we see patients come down the hall all the time to, to see you and see you working late at night, going back and forth to hospitals to take care of patients. Doctor, share with us a little bit about your passion, your passion for, for medicine, um, your, your focus on health and, and various specialties. I graduated from the University of Khartoum uh, School of Medicine. Nice. Uh, I practiced in Africa for about three years and then uh, immigrated to the U.S. Uh, after I completed the equivalent exam and uh, I completed the residency in internal medicine at Beaumont, yes. uh, previously Oakwood, Beaumont Hospital American Center, I was the chief resident uh, for the internal medicine program. Okay. And after I completed my residency, I started practicing in the Dearborn area, seeing patients uh, in Dearborn and from West Detroit and a diverse uh, patient population. Yes. Um, I'm very passionate about taking care of diverse patient population. Mm-hmm. Um, our area here in Southeast Michigan, and in this area, we have all kinds of patients from all kinds of backgrounds. Yes. I also see patients in the inpatient setting and in the office and with extended care facility. Yes, I love to see patients and their families and take care of the whole family. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thanks, Dr. Ali. Um, now, growing up in Africa and then attending the university to study medicine, right? One of the, the first universities in Africa. You got to share with us a little bit about some of the challenges the obstacles that you faced along the way and and then doc how did you how did you overcome some of those challenges and obstacles 
I think the career path may be a little bit more clear in Africa than here. Mm. Because yes. you go straight uh, from high school to a medical school, which is a six-year program. Yes. And then you have to uh, finish two years more of uh, internship before you can pursue a special line of uh, specialty. Yes. Uh, it all depends on hard work and effort and how you can go through the high school to make it to medical school. Yes. The big challenge is after you immigrate to the U.S. <laughs> that's a here. different yes. Uh, experience, yes. Mm -hmm. Just to adapt a new country and a new culture <laughs> and to get started and get uh, residency and training, that's a challenge. Yes, indeed. I think the big obstacle for immigrants is the challenge that we face here. Yes. Not back home. Okay. All right. Indeed. And uh, some of those challenges, is it um, a cultural adjustment um, to the states? Um, is it the, the structure and the programming of education or the expectations? What are, what are just some of those differences? I think the structure of the training uh, programs. Uh, okay. yes. I, I train in Africa. I went to school there. We yes. know the British system. You can go there and get some internships and get observership you can have people ahead of you yes and you can get uh, your foot in the door yes over here you, you, it's a whole different structure awesome okay and they ask you for experience yes in the US mm -hmm. and you just came in <laughs> before you can get into a training program yes got it doc all right so it's June and there's very yeah. limited opportunities for uh, international graduate there's always few residency position Mm. So I was just going there, Doc, with it being June, as we focus in on Men's Health Week as well as Men's Health Month, but it's also graduation, right, graduation season. And I'm sure there's, you know, student viewers that are aspiring, you know, aspiring for med school. Doc, what would be some advice for some of those students that are aspiring to do well and go to medical school? First of all, I'm very proud. This week, I have uh, two sons graduating. Yes. They are younger. One is going to college this year. Congratulations, And Dad. one is going to high school, so. Yes, yes. So stepping uh, up from eighth grade to high school and then stepping up from. Uh, I think for the younger yeah. uh, student and for the younger generation is, my passion is to encourage them. And yes. Especially in my community and the community around me where I live and work. Yes. Uh, even in my conversation with my uh, patient, uh, the younger patient. Yes. I always try to play a father role and say, this is <laughs> what you need to do. I talk about the school, about, yes. about home environment. About, I encourage my patient and the younger generation yes. to study hard and work hard mm -hmm. and to get their opportunities and the share of the STEM programs. Yes, the STEM. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Dr. Lee. As we shift um, from, you know, the mentoring of the youth, you know, and helping some of the patients uh, with some of those, you know, issues and challenges as uh, related to environment, community, and, you know, professionalism, let's shift to the health then for men, right? What are some of those top concerns? You know, three, four, maybe even five health concerns that men should be aware of at various ages and stages of their life? I think I will start with uh, maybe the, the U.S. Uh, Preventive Task Force uh, <laughs> guidelines and recommendation. Yes, sir. Uh, where they recommend all men uh, need to be screened for alcohol, for tobacco use, and for uh, intimate partner violence. Uh, 
we also need to screen for common conditions uh, the, with the recommendation screen for diabetes yes. and obesity. Uh, diabetes, especially in overweight or obese uh, patient. Yes. Uh, hypertension or high blood pressure in all patient 18 and older, every three to five years. And for patient 40 and older, every year. Yes. Um, regardless of their age, all sexually active uh, men, they need to be counseled regarding uh, sexual transmitted infection and with recommendation for periodic uh, screening for patients who are at high risk. Yes. Uh, we screen also our patient, especially smoker. Yes. One time screening for abdominal aortic aneurysm, which is dilatation of the abdominal aorta. Yes. That's recommended for patient seven, 50 to 75 years of age oh. in men who is a smoker. Yes. There's also screening for uh, lung cancer in a smoker. Now we have a CT scan, which is a screening for the lung cancer. That's also in, in, in a smoker. That's long for, for long uh, period of time. Yes, sir. We have the regular screening for uh, other cancer like colon cancer. Uh, colon cancer is recommended for screening anywhere between 50, the age of 50 to 75. Yes, sir. We have different modalities for screening. We have done invasive testing recently, uh, and which is the fecal DNA, and we have the uh, traditional uh, colonoscopy. Or the co uh, we have, other than screening, very important is the vaccination. Yes, sir. Vaccination for every uh, individual with an annual flu vaccine. For certain individuals, an older uh, patient, they need uh, also uh, vaccination for the shingle vac for the for shingles, mm -hmm. uh, the zoster vaccine, uh, vaccination for pneumonia. Yes, sir. Uh, and more importantly, at this time, yes. the COVID nineteen vaccine. I know it made a big impact with the vaccination program we have now. We have very yes. few cases. Yes, sir. Of COVID nineteen, we have very few uh, number of cases in the hospital right now. Absolutely. So it definitely make a big impact. Yes, sir. But we still have a segment of our population very resistant to the vaccine. We do. Yes, we do. Yes, sir. So my uh, encouragement, mm -hmm. I can't say more than encouragement at this stage, <laughs> right. is for all men and for everyone to get vaccinated. Yes, sir. We Absolutely. don't know what's, happened in the fall, what's going to happen in the fall. We don't know if you're going to have a different variant of the virus. We all hear about the variant in India right now. Yes, absolutely, doctor. Yes, sir. Quite an exhaustive list, doctor, uh, for men to be aware of. The one, doctor, the one that I did not recall from your list, uh, and you might have mentioned it, how about prostate? Prostate health screening. Prostate health here. and screening, there's a little bit of debate about uh, yes. in the medical law literature and the consensus for the American Cancer Society, the yes. American Urological Society, and the U.S. Uh, Preventive Task Force. Yes, sir. In the past, we used to screen with the, uh, with the blood test, which is a PSA. Mm -hmm. It's no longer recommended as a routine testing, but it's still for men over the age of 50 or men who have high risk, they need to talk to their doctors Yes. And discuss the pros and cons of the test of the screening. Absolutely. Uh, either to the primary doctor or to their urologist. Yes, sir. But we no longer recommend routine screening uh, for the prostate cancer with the PSA. 
Okay, this is good, Doctor. Good, Doc. I'm gonna do my best to try to recap recap that list prior to our commercial, right? Um, Doc, uh, you mentioned alcohol, uh, tobacco, um, in the uh, intimate partner violence. You know, assessing uh, those risks uh, for men. You talked a lot about diabetes and and obesity, hypertension and blood pressure screening, STDs sexually transmitted disease, intervention uh, and disease. Um, you talked about abdominal, abdominal screening for- For the abdominal aorta for the- Abdominal for the aorta. Aneurysm. Yes, sir. So that annual visit, the abdominal aorta screening, also screening for um, lung cancer for men, colon cancer uh, for men between the ages of 50 to 75, Yes, sir, doctor. Very comprehensive, very comprehensive list here. Um, yep, you mentioned the fecal DNA colonoscopy, uh, colonoscopy for men uh, as a part of that colon cancer screening. You brought us home with the vaccinations, right? Uh, vaccinations for shingles, pneumonia, and a strong encouragement for the COVID-19. Yes, for the COVID-19 screening. Yes, and we just had the conversation there about uh, a touchy, a rather touchy topic for a lot of men, um, prostate, prostate uh, cancer screening and uh, some of the latest research and developments there. All right, Doc, any other comment do you want to add prior to our commercial as related to uh, men's health and some things for us to be aware of? Um. You see, also in the um, among men and in, in in online, there's a lot of advertising for uh, low testosterone, sexual and testosterone replacement. Yes. Um, the consensus now, uh, testosterone has risk of increased cardiovascular and cerebrovascular diseases. It can increase the risk of stroke and heart disease. Yes. So it's recommended only for men who have real low testosterone and they have symptoms of hypogonadism. Mm -hmm. They they exhibiting symptoms. Yes. But just we know with men with age testosterone decreased. Yes. Uh, we have other medication. Uh, we can treat uh, men for erectile dysfunction, especially men with with history of diabetes and yes. hypertension and heart disease. Mm -hmm. So these medication are very effective. Yes. Uh, but we have to alert everyone that. Uh, Testosterone is available as yes. a medication. It's available as a gel. Yes. It's available as a shot, as an injectable medication every three to four weeks. Yes, sir. But it's not without risk. It's increased risk of cardiovascular and cerebrovascular disease. Absolutely. So it's only recommended for certain patients yes. with certain symptoms of hypogonadism or showing symptoms of low testosterone. It's yes, not sir. just because of a low number. Absolutely, doctor. So some of those late night commercials? Yeah, yes. Some of those gas station it advertisements and packets? Indeed, doctor, indeed. Dr. Ali, thanks for that exhaustive list. That was a, a one through 10 of uh, health concerns that men should be aware of. We're gonna go to a commercial. As Americans, we're defined by our grit, our toughness, our excellence, and our multiculturalism. But here in Detroit, Southeast Michigan, we are battle-tested. That's our advantage. We've been hit rather hard by the pandemic and other health challenges. Allow American Advantage Home Care to provide skilled home care services for you in the comfort of your own home. We are Joint Commission accredited and CMS certified. Call us today. 
right, once again, this is season one, episode 10 of the Home Healthcare Today show. I am pleased to have the opportunity to sit here with Dr. Fatha Rahman Ali as we uncover some of those topics and questions that are important to, to men and those who love men as related to men's health. Dr. Ali gave us a nice laundry list prior to our commercial about topics and concerns that men should focus on. Doc, one particular topic that we did not get to prior to our commercial break is related to depression and anxiety. Um, I appreciate your recommendation, strong recommendation uh, for men to get vaccinated, you know, COVID-19 vaccine and be prepared for the fall. But it's fair to say that the last year or so has had a devastating impact uh, on Metro Detroit as we think about uh, COVID. Uh, doctor, how should you know men, in your opinion, uh, men listeners and viewers of the podcast and webcast, uh, and we're thinking about Father's Day right upon us here, how should men attempt to cope with depression and anxiety? I know COVID-19 has a devastating impact over the last 18 months. Yes, sir. Uh, there's a lot of anxiety. Uh, there's fear, fear of the virus itself. Uh, yes. There's grief. Uh, you know, a lot of people lost family members, lost a loved one. Yes. Uh, the area was hit specifically hard in the beginning of the pandemic in March and April of last year. Yes, sir. Uh, I know a lot of families. In my own practice, I lost a few number of patients. Uh, the anxiety and depression can stem from the fear, as I said, of the virus itself. Yes. The grief from lost one. The anxiety of losing income, losing jobs. Yes, sir. Uh, all that increases the risk. And we know there's a lot of uh, reports yes. that uh, reports increase alcohol consumption. Absolutely. Increase illicit drug use. Yes, sir. Increase domestic violence. Yes. Uh, social isolation is a big factor. So we, are, we, we tell our patient there's uh, social distancing. And, hmm. But it creates a social isolation. Patients stay, people stay in their homes for month and month yes. without having any interaction with loved one or with anyone. That's and right. that creates a lot of anxiety and depression as well. Yes, I have patients who suffer for the last year, mm -hmm. um, but yes. there's a lot of help. I yes, think sir. most of our uh, therapists mm -hmm. and psychiatrists and psychologists, now they're doing a virtual visit and they're doing virtual counseling. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. A lot of uh, primary care physicians are doing that as well. Yes, sir. Absolutely, Doug. So for the men that say, I'm a man, so I should be able to take it. I should be able to bounce back, right? Um, how could we do a better job of encouraging them to say that, you know, it's a tough time. Yes, Father's Day is upon us. Yes, you are facing some of those challenges. But seeking help does not decrease or diminish not not at all your manhood not at all yeah so it, it would be good for men to to get help for not only themselves but for those that they love they love dearly indeed indeed thanks doc you mentioned the social isolation and due to the the lockdown there were a lot more patients who were considered to be homebound right um 
and homebound status. Um, in your professional opinion, doctor, uh, should men consider home health care and even uh, not just the skill, but maybe even private duty uh, home care to assist, you know, in, in managing debilitating illnesses? And I think both men and women, everyone who in need uh, or everyone who's homebound, they need uh some kind of help. Yes, sir. Uh, what's good about the, 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 the home care is yes. that you take the care to the patient in their own home, their yes. own environment. That, that will help patients with mobility, yes. with physical therapy, with occupational therapy. Yes. Uh, not only that, communication, with, it, communication is easier now. Yes. So in mm -hmm. the past, you have to wait for a visiting physician to come and see the patient every now and then. Now every patient can be helped by their yes. visiting nurse, Absolutely. by their family member. They can yes. schedule virtual visit, uh, video conferences with their physician and providers. Yes, sir. And that can help to provide the care in their home environment. Absolutely. Yes, sir. And it's encouraging. It's very encouraging, doctor, to, to see patients who are homebound. And I look out our office door, and months later, they're walking down the hall coming to your office to see you because they've and received And this is true care. not just for elderly yes. patients. This is for yes. anyone after hospitalization, after surgery, after yes. injury. We know that from studies, yes. this can also reduce the, the, the readmission rate and reduce the impact on it hospital. Does. Absolutely, doctor. So as a, as a skilled home health care provider, American Advantage Home Care, our goal is to get into that house 24 to 48 hours, you know, after a patient has been discharged and... Uh, start to provide care under physician's orders to, to help patients to recover, rebound, or to better manage, you know, chronic, chronic illness. So, yes, sir, thanks for that, that add-on, doctor, about the benefits of home health care. Last question for you, Dr. Ali, and for yes, our, our listeners and our viewers. Are there any other resources, right, clinics, specialists, or groups that you would recommend to, to male viewers out there and listeners in Southeast Michigan? I think we are very blessed in this area. Yes, sir. And just in the Detroit area by itself, we have multiple healthcare systems. Yes. We, and we have thousands of physicians and providers and specialists. Yes, sir. I think that my advice is to get that, to encourage patients, yes. and to encourage people to seek the access and to seek uh, help. Yes, sir. Uh, but help is available. Yes, it is. As long as people are committed and they are encouraged to do it. Absolutely. 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 And Dr. Ali, are you correct? And not just yeah. men. Uh -huh. I think it's a message for women to encourage them because <laughs> yes. most of the men in my practice are brought <laughs> in by their women, by their <laughs> wife. The wife, daughter, sister. And daughters. Like, you go on to see the doctor. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So, Doc says there's thousands of patients. Uh, in fact, the national provider identification numbers, every physician has an MPI. Every clinician has one. There's 37,000 MPIs registered in the, in the state of Michigan. So a lot of doctors to choose from. I encourage you, if you don't have a primary care physician and you're in the metro Detroit area, to consider our friend here, Dr. Ali, in the Monroe Medical Center. Dr. Ali, is there anything else that you would like to add before we wrap up? No, thank you. Thank you for hosting this. And yes, sir. Uh, good luck with what you're doing. Absolutely. And I really appreciate you and your crew. Thank yes, you so much. Very good. Thank you, Dr. Ali. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Happy Father's Day, uh, sir. You too. <laughs> thank you much.